Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 84. God's eternal word is spoken, piercing mists around above. Of eternal might, the token, emblem of eternal love. Out of darkness, world enthralling, into light, oh, hear it calling. Hymn number 84. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the link to the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is, Obey God and Never Fear the Consequences. The readings will now be given by Gary. I will read from the Bible, Psalms. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. 
though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Numbers. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan, and said unto them, Get you up this way southward, and go up into the mountain, and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. And they returned from searching of the land after forty days. And they went and came to Moses, and they told him, and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of a great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. And Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Deuteronomy. And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel. And he said unto them, I am an hundred and twenty years old this day. I can no more go out and come in. Also, the Lord hath said unto me, Thou shalt not go over this Jordan. 
the Lord thy God, and Joshua, he shall go over before thee, as the Lord hath said. Be strong, and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua, and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong, and of a good courage. For thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee, he will be with thee, he will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. Joshua. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. 2 Timothy. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I shall now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, and also from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. God alone is man's life. There is no power apart from God. Omnipotence has all power, and to acknowledge any other power is to dishonor God. Divine love is our hope, strength, and shield. We have nothing to fear when love is at the helm of thought, but everything to enjoy on earth and in heaven. The scriptures plainly declare the allness and oneness of God to be the premises of truth, and that God is good. In him dwelleth no evil. Fear is a belief of sensation in matter. This belief is neither maintained by science nor supported by facts and exists only as fable. Your answer is that neither fear nor sin can bring on disease or bring back disease since there is in reality no disease. Evil is not something to fear and flee before, or that becomes more real when it is grappled with. 
Evil, let alone, grows more real, aggressive, and enlarges its claims. But met with science, it can and will be mastered by science. Christian science declares that sickness is a belief, a latent fear made manifest on the body in different forms of fear or disease. This fear is formed unconsciously in the silent thought, as when you awaken from sleep and feel ill, experiencing the effect of a fear whose existence you do not realize. But if you fall asleep, actually conscious of the truth of Christian science, namely, that man's harmony is no more to be invaded than the rhythm of the universe, you cannot awake in fear or suffering of any sort. Disease is a thing of thought manifested on the body, and fear is the procurator of the thought which causes sickness and suffering. Remove this fear by the true sense that God is love and that love punishes nothing but sin, and the patient can then look up to the loving God and know that he afflicteth not willingly the children of men who are punished because of disobedience to his spiritual law. His law of truth, when obeyed, removes every erroneous physical and mental state. A mental state of self-condemnation and guilt, or a faltering and doubting trust in truth, are unsuitable conditions for healing the sick. Such mental states indicate weakness instead of strength. You must utilize the moral might of mind in order to walk over the waves of error and support your claims by demonstration. If you are yourself lost in the belief and fear of disease or sin, and if, knowing the remedy, you fail to use the energies of mind in your own behalf, you can exercise little or no power for others' help. First, cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Divine mind rightly demands man's entire obedience, affection, and strength. No reservation is made for any lesser loyalty. Obedience to truth gives man power and strength. Submission to error superinduces loss of power. 
It is truth and love that cast out fear and heal the sick, and mankind are better because of this. If a change in the religious views of the patient comes with the change to health, our Father has done this. For the human mind and body are made better only by divine influence. Beloved, that which purifies the affections also strengthens them, removes fear, subdues sin, and endues with divine power. That which refines character at the same time humbles, exalts, and commands a man, and obedience gives him courage, devotion, and attainment. Truth, life, and love are the only legitimate and eternal demands upon man. They are spiritual laws enforcing obedience and punishing disobedience. The general thought chiefly regards material things and keeps mind much out of sight. The Christian, however, strives for the spiritual. He abides in a right purpose as in laws which it were impious to transgress, and follows truth fearlessly. The heart that beats mostly for self is seldom alight with love. To live so as to keep human consciousness in constant relation with the divine, the spiritual, and the eternal is to individualize infinite power. And this is Christian science. We will have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Thine 
is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 48. Dear Father, Mother, Thou dost grant all good and perfect gifts to me. Tis mine to raise this beacon here, obedience unto thee. Hymn number 48. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, November 8th, 2023. And we warmly welcome everyone to all of our services, in person, on the telephone, over the internet, or even listening to recordings of our services. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian science. Our Sunday morning church services are held at 11 a.m. every week. And at 10 a.m., we have our weekly roundtable discussion. That's where we talk about the week's lesson and other current topics, 
and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science in our lives and in praying about world events. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for our roundtable at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11. And we have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. Many of the students live out of state and they attend by calling in on the telephone. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get that phone number and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. We also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the whole family. Our next Saturday morning Bible study will be held on Saturday, December 16th at 10 a.m. So be sure to phone in for a lively discussion. Questions will be on the website shortly. That's November, no, December, December 16th at 10 a.m. Our 2024 page-a-day church calendars are being printed and will be ready to ship out shortly. These make thoughtful gifts and are great to keep on your desk. There's a statement for each day. Some are inspiring, some make you think, and some make you laugh. You can order them through our website under the store tab or send a check to Benjamin, our clerk. The price is $16 for each calendar, including shipping, and $13 for each additional calendar mailed to the same address. For international, please add an additional $7 to cover the postage. We have a website, plainfieldcs.com, with an amazing amount of the very finest Christian science literature in print and on audio. There are always new items being added, so you're bound to find something that will meet your need. And we have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people around the world can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. All the resources we have on our various websites are free. There is never a charge, and you don't have to join anything. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, 
although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your phone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you so much for those very beautiful and powerful readings tonight. I would like to express my gratitude tonight for an experience that I had last week which proved to me once again, and as always, that the ever-present help of God is a practical application to daily life. As a property manager, I was helping with a job that seemed a bit tedious in different ways. It was a new task, a new-to-us rental that was a very heavy machine being used. I saw that I must correct my thinking about this. God doesn't know anything about tedious. And as we can do nothing of ourselves, that must mean that all we endeavor must be through the attributes of God. Joy must be in the picture here, as well as infinite intelligence. As I was driving with the machine in the back of my truck, I was thinking along these lines. When we arrived at the job site, it quickly became evident that the machine must get into the apartment. As it was very heavy, as mentioned, I began to try to lift it, seeing if it would be possible for me and another to move it. Suddenly, this thought came to not lean on my own understanding. Later, I looked up this Bible quote, which is from Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Unquote. Only an instant later, a man came from around the corner, pushing boxes on a hand truck. He immediately made eye contact, and I asked for his help. Within minutes, the machine was in the apartment. The next challenge that came along was the operation of the machine. We started out incorrectly, and it was not working. Again came the reminder to not rely on brain, but on the divine mind for direction. And again, within minutes, came the right idea which proved correct and harmonious, and the job went smoothly, not tedious at all. Towards the end, a family member showed up unexpectedly and helped load the machine back up. Sometimes it's tempting to think, oh, that would have happened anyway. But that's mortal mind wanting no credit to go to God, where all credit is actually due. When we truly realize that Christian science is the very science of our being, then we can be in accord with only good. And we must see this for our universe, that it is spiritual, harmonious, perfect, 
and eternally so. I am so grateful for all that Mary Baker Eddy is teaching us every step of the way, and even a baby step is a step in the right direction. Thank you so much, and good night. Thank you. Jessica from Alabama, go ahead, please. Uh, good evening. Uh, I wanted to say how much I enjoy uh, Christian science. Um, uh, and if phone, if the phone breaks up, I'm sorry, but I'm out in the country. So um, anyway, um, I find myself listening to science and health and thinking, of like, well, what am I really searching for? You know how people go in life and they look at life and they think, well, what am I really searching for? What knowledge do I really need? And then I look at the science and health, I'm Mary Baker Eddy, and it's like, well, truly, this book has pretty much everything that you would ever need uh, within its pages. Uh, it might not have might not have things as far as modern conveniences go, but it has every basic need that a human could ever want. All debts forgiven. Uh, divine love always has met and always will meet every human need. So I am truly grateful. For Christian science. I uh, love to receive testimonies and give testimonies for Christian science. It's so much fun, so simple, and I know that divine love always has met and always will meet every human need. Thank you very much. Thank you, and welcome. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead, please. I'm so grateful that I found Plainfield Christian Science Church, and I'm so happy to be a part of this meeting tonight. One day a few weeks ago, I was spending time with my daughter at her college apartment. We were both laying on her bed and studying together. She was studying for college exam while I was reading my textbook, The Bible, Science and Health, and Prose Works. As we were quietly reading on her bed, she was continuously sneezing and sniffling and coughing all over the place. My initial thought was, I'm going to end up catching this cold that she has. And then I quickly thought, no, that thought is not from God. And I'm disobeying God just by thinking that negative thought. Because God good is the only power, and God does not make sickness, so it has no power. I also remembered what my practitioner recently told me. If you saw someone having a nightmare, would you fall asleep next to them and have the same bad dream or wake them up? I knew this was a bad dream that my daughter was having, and it's not true since it's not a part of God. I also thought about the quote from the article entitled Contagion by Mary Baker Eddy, quote, if he believed as sincerely that health is catching when exposed to contact with healthy people, he would catch the state of feeling quite as surely and with better effect than he does the sick man, end quote. Most 
important. I could not allow myself to believe that my daughter was sick with anything since she, like all of us, is a divine idea of God, perfect and spiritual right now. I left her apartment and continued with my day. I talked to her the next day and asked her how she felt, and she said she felt great, and she had no more symptoms of any cold. I'm so happy with all that I'm learning. The Sunday morning roundtable discussions, along with the Wednesday night testimonies, are so helpful to hear the practical and everyday ways that people use Christian science. Christian science is a fearless way of life. Thank you, Gary, for the readings, reminding us all that if we listen to God, we have nothing to fear. I'm grateful to everyone at Plainfield for all you do, and I'm grateful for my practitioner support. And I'm so thankful to Mary Baker Eddy for discovering Christian science. Thank you. Thank you. Linda, go ahead, please. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you very much for the readings. I'm very grateful for all that's provided here for our spiritual growth. Not too long ago, I injured my knee when I hit it up against a low table. It became very uncomfortable to move my leg and walk and was bruised. I was, uh, was working with some statements of truth, such as uh, Kimball's treatment for pain that can be found in teaching addresses and go, is uh, stated, uh, quote, when mesmerized by pain, turn and say, I know what you are. This is not pain. It is a belief of mind and matter. And the treatment ends with, I am not afraid. I am spiritual and so immune, end quote. This was given to us at a round table and actually can be found at uh, the round table link this week if you want to see it. I uh, got busy working and I just uh, knew that I just didn't have time for this. And I knew that I couldn't be hurt while doing God's work, which I was doing. And I continued my day praying for the world, tending watches and other church work, and praying for others. And then a day after, I realized that my leg was normal, pain-free, and clear of any bruising. Uh, there was no indication at all, and I was moving freely, and I hadn't even given any thought of it until then. And I'm just very grateful uh, for all that we learn here from the pure teachings and how to make this practical and pray correctly. I'm very grateful to be able to participate in our watches and etc. cetera, uh, that's all the good that's provided here. And uh, it's good to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. Thank you, Gary, for those really uh, timely uh, readings. And it's, uh, it is uh, 
the fear definitely God who loves us it never gives us anything to fear and I uh, I've uh, very well recently needed to detect my anxiety and my sense of fear of new things or challenges was blinding me to being able to even uh, accomplish them sort of uh, and and finally, I uh, you know I realized I need to get make sure I'm in the right mind. You know that God gives me my thoughts, and God directs, and He can do anything. And as such, I can do whatever He gives me to do. And um, by praying, I had to pray a bit in order to get to that point. But I I, I knew what I should be accomplishing and hadn't. After a couple of days, but uh, praying got me to the point where saying, "Well, I'm not done yet because God has an answer here." And so, uh, how dastardly this fear is because it was still hanging on. I know uh, <clears throat> Max Dunwell gave us a poem that our teacher had given us some time ago, and right, it helps me too. This fear, you racketeer, its weapons are. It's lies. Its power goes when hope and faith arrive. Now then, let's defy the thief that would maraud. Fear will disappear when thought is touched by God. And, and that, you know, gave me a good little <laughs> rhythm to, to walk with. But uh, still, you need, needed to know that you know, God would give me the right thoughts in order to accomplish what I was trying to do, which basically was fix up some printers that I had, and they <clears throat> they all seemed to keep breaking. So uh, I, I prayed comfortably without f fearing, and I did get some good thoughts, and it persevered and was able to do the task. But if I didn't or, or <clears throat> challenge and step up to the fear and end, and change the thought to God's good thoughts and listening for them, I would have gone nowhere. So I do thank God for allowing me to be useful and not to be paralyzed. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. Uh, thank you very much for tonight's readings. I am very grateful to be a member of this church and for all I have learned here about Christian science. I would like to give gratitude tonight for the fact that God good guides, guards, and governs everyone everywhere. I was thinking today of all that God has people doing all around the world so that we have the ability to do our work here and have it reach every country on earth. All of the computers and wires and trucks, and I won't even name it all because there's just so much good going on always. And God is the only source of it all. Every useful creation, every right action, the way it all works together, it is far, far too much to be humanly accomplished. I'm so grateful that all I have learned here in Plainfield with practitioner support has helped me to both recognize and give gratitude for what God has given us, even though I can only see a portion of it. What a blessing it is to be a member of this church. Thank you. Thank you. 
And now I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. Tonight I would like to thank my Plainfield practitioner for her truly Christly example and all the wonderful teaching. And thank you indeed to all our practitioners and teachers at this beautiful, independent Christian Science Church. I am learning so much every single day. I take lots of notes and I love this deep and pure Christian Science study. We have been taught here to, in a prayerful way, speak and say what God requires as it unfolds in life, and as Mary Baker Eddy expressed it, never fear the consequences. I never was able to do this in years gone by, but I'm finding more and more that I'm doing it in my daily life. Just last week for my work, I had a huge amount of training materials, boxes and cases that needed to be transported to and from a training venue for four consecutive days. I was travelling away from home and so had arranged to take a taxi from the hotel to the venue, but I was very much aware that whilst we had the luggage cart at the hotel end, we didn't have anything to help with all of this big stuff for the venue, and I couldn't carry it all, and I knew a driver would not do that for me. So I took this in prayer that all the provision of this beautiful work that God had given to me, all of the details around this work were covered by his power and his love and that he would do all these things. It was just my job to listen to him. Firstly, I was given a lovely driver who was extremely kind and polite, and he agreed to do all the driving for the four days and to help as much as he could with the training materials. So on that first morning, I told him that I was listening to the Bible lesson in my earbuds. He said he was not religious, and we enjoyed a good, safe and harmonious drive together. As we pulled up to the training venue, we were discussing, trying to plan how we would get the materials into the venue. And there, standing all on its own, was one lone shopping trolley, sitting right where we were parking. We couldn't believe it. Here was exactly what we needed, as if it was just waiting for us. We both laughed as we loaded the luggage into the trolley. I mentally thanked God. Well, each day it was just so. I would greet him, tell him I was listening to the Bible lesson, and on the third day I noticed he turned his music off to hear the words coming through my earbuds, and it was always a very harmonious and safe drive. On the last of the four mornings, I had a huge and excessive amount of luggage and boxes and charts, and after we had loaded them all into the boot at the hotel, I settled in, popped my Bible lesson into my ears for the drive. As we drove up to the venue that last morning, I prayed that God would provide a way to get all of these big pieces of luggage into the venue. As we pulled up, there it was, that sole shopping trolley just waiting right beside where the taxi was going to park. By this time, I couldn't keep a huge grin off my face because it was absolutely and definitely God who was keeping this trolley for me and wonderfully, as soon as the driver saw it, he laughed so joyfully and said, did you pray for that? I said, well, I did pray this morning, and one prayer was that this trolley would be here to help us. He laughed so heartily and joyfully. He was so clear and so happy and so free, because he could see that it was God who did this. No one could have seen this unfold without acknowledging a higher power at work in this simple thing. So I'm really grateful to this church for showing me how to acknowledge God in all my ways, that he is indeed a very present help 
I am so glad and joyful to share our love of God with anyone who may feel the holy desire to know him. Thank you all so much and so much love to you all. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen, or sorry, Izzy in England. I'd like to give thanks for something really wonderful that has just happened this week. My sister and her three children recently came over to see us for a holiday vacation. They don't live in England, they live over on the Europe continent. So their journey over here consisted of a train from their hometown, overnight ferry, and then a long journey across this country to get to us. Heading home last Thursday, my sister got an email on the Wednesday saying the ferry was cancelled because of bad weather. So we all got a fantastic extra day and they left us on the train south on Friday morning. What should have been a journey of just over 24 hours then took a downturn when the next ferry was cancelled. When my mum told me this, we both became quite worried at the thought of my sister on her own in a strange city with the three children, three tired children, loads of heavy luggage and not much money plus a foreign phone that doesn't always work here. I decided I should drive down in the morning to support her and to have a vehicle in case they needed to change tickets to a different port. I was in full emergency mode. But recently I'd found the CD audiobook The Ultimate Freedom by John Wyndham in the gov compartment of my car and I had started listening. I bought it some time ago and I'd found it really helpful. Listening to it this time around, I got so much more from it. In particular, I'd always focused on the first half, which told of his time as a prisoner of war. But this time I had listened with fresh ears to the years as a civilian, especially to the very useful details of how he had prayed to overcome some more everyday situations. It came to me clearly that I had no place being concerned for my sister or the children. In God's kingdom, there is no delay, no disturbance, no disruption, no devastation. As a perfect reflection of God, my sister was not only safe and protected from any of these claims, she had everything she needed to overcome this or any situation. There simply was no possibility of anything other than good being the outcome. And this was such a good rebuke to me and my initial feelings of worry. Eventually, I managed to speak to my sister that night and she confirmed this. All was well. They had found a hotel room, the kids were asleep and she was enjoying a wonderful bath. So I cancelled my plan to drive down and I decided that my support could be prayerful, not physical. My mom and I both agreed we had no need for worry and there was no place for concern. We kept this state of thought over the next day and then over the next <laughs> and then over the next because the two day journey actually ended up with more cancellations and delays taking nearly five days. All the time in between the occasional text and discovering that all trains in their home country appeared to be cancelled. I took tips from Mr. Wyndham's book and refused to let any concern enter. This is God's kingdom and my sister and her family live, move and breathe in it. We shared this with our little Sunday night watch group and everyone prayed for the journey. And it came to me that because God is all, then God is travel. 
and it was impossible for any travel journey to cause worry or disturbance. I have to say I did have a little human hope that we might get a call saying someone was going their way and had offered a lift or some other amazing outcome. But no call came, and all we could do was keep our thought high. On Monday night, I walked into my mum's house, and she was on the phone to my sister. They had just arrived home. We spoke briefly, and instead of a stressful trip full of disruption and stress, she said they had had the most amazing time. They had gone on random buses through little country villages that they never would have seen. They had met amazing people. People had helped them in unexpected ways, and they had helped others. The two boys had played a game literally the whole day that involved superheroes in jumping on and off buses. Their adventure would stay with them forever, and it ended, of course, happily. I'm so grateful for this wonderful outcome, and also for the opportunity it gave me to practice what I'd learned, partly from the audiobook, but also so many teachings received here at Plainfield. What a joy it is to live Christian science. There never could have been anything other than a good outcome. Thank you. Lenny from North Carolina. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Um, I just want to thank you, Gary, for the amazing readings tonight. They just, they really touched me and and I just I love um, how we learn to that we we don't have to uh, fear the consequences of obeying God. Um, one of my favorite statements that Mrs. Eddy says in Science and Health is that God is not separate from the wisdom He bestows. And I think about that a lot. You know, it's it, it's basically telling us that you know we don't we don't have to fear following His direction, and we can trust in its outcome. It's not like he gives direction and says, well, good luck with that. Hope it works out for you. It's, it's we, we know that the power of God is right there with, with the idea that has been sent to us. Um, one of the most profound ways I think that this was proven to me um, in my life was when I met my husband. Um, we had both been dating other people at the time, but we both ended up at a wedding of a mutual acquaintance. And we were both there without our respective partners. And, you know, what was so, so interesting was I'd never met him before. I didn't know him, but I just kept getting this very strong compulsion that I needed to go up and introduce myself. And I will say I kind of fought it for a while because it just wasn't, it wasn't really my MO going up to people I didn't know even at a wedding. But I finally did and introduced myself and as they say, the rest is history. We we hit it off immediately and just found out all these things we had in common. And I we left the wedding the next day, and I went home immediately. Broke up with my boyfriend. It was just it, it was like a, it was a leap of faith, but I just knew I had to do it. I just felt that I had to do it, you know. And there again, I felt like that was just it was just God pushing me, just saying, "You can trust in this. You can trust that this is the right thing." And I just, I never doubted that. I never doubted that it was right. And I just kept taking the steps. Well, long story short, three months later, we were engaged and we have recently um, celebrated our 28th anniversary. So I just, I'm constantly amazed at just how, when you're listening, God can actually speak quite loudly and, and give you um, pretty, pretty strong nudges. And you can really trust 
uh, in the outcome of those because his wisdom is right there with, with everything that he is telling us to do. So I'm just, I'm so grateful for Christian science and for Mrs. Eddy's profound revelation and just how we can learn to rely fearlessly on a, a loving father, mother, God who uh, is there with us every step of the way. So thank you again, Gary, for those readings. And thank you everyone tonight for your testimonies. Thank you. Debbie from Illinois. Go ahead, please. I am very grateful for tonight's healing testimony meeting. From the readings to each and every testimony, which has provided another truth that is bringing my consciousness back to the allness of God with much joy and gratitude. Good evening. Thank you. Michelle from Canada, go ahead, please. Good evening. It is my desire tonight to express my sincere gratitude for all the Christian science literature and recordings on the website and the YouTube channel of this church. They are treasure troves. My special thanks today is for the recording of the book, The Healer, by David Keaston. This book is a collection of healing, of the healing work of our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, and gives deep insight into her life and healing work. It is beautifully read by Bruce. I listened to the whole book now. The effect that it had on me is that I got a much greater knowledge of and appreciation for Mrs. Eddy's embodiment of divine love. And furthermore, how she saw everything and everyone through the light of love. And how this brought healing to individuals and the world. I am also grateful for the website whoismarybakereddy.com done by Tony, who is a member of this church. As the book, The Healer, and the website, I find these resources bring me closer to deeply appreciate what it must have been like to be the discoverer of Christian science. They inspire me to follow the example. I am on my knees in humble acknowledgement of what Mrs. Eddy did for us. As Gary read today, God alone is man's life. I think Mrs. Eddy did not only write this, but is the best example of how to live it. Thank you, Gary, for the very clear readings tonight. I am also thankful to Christ Jesus for being the way shower, and to Almighty God, divine love. Have a good night. Thank you. Oh, Shardy. Good evening. Tonight I offer my gratitude for the wonderful Bible studies we have here at our Plainfield Church. I feel a deeper connection to God because I am learning more about his word and the significance of seeing things in a spiritual light. I am also grateful for our leaders in these thought-provoking, 
and thoughtful discussions. The people who research and share their findings and all who attend in person and by phone. The whole experience is enrichment for the soul and what fun it is to gather and share in such a loving environment. Thank you. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. First email is from Iowa. Recently, my practitioner spoke to me about the need to express, express more gratitude. I hadn't fully realized that I had lost sight of my gratitude for all God's blessings, what the Father has done for me and all the good he's doing in this church. After hanging up, I assimilated my thought more to God, and eventually I felt grateful again. I remembered this and have kept myself more grateful, and if gratitude wanes, I get it back. I'm very grateful for this reminder and to be kept on my toes and always on guard. And then from California. Each Sunday morning at 7 a.m. my time, I'm listening to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent Roundtable discussion. These sessions always teach me something, and last Sunday was no exception. Pride in the example of it given in the statement that one can be proud of their children or grandchildren hit home. Earlier this week, I told someone that I was very proud of my grandson for all that he had accomplished, and after saying it, I was bothered that I had used the word proud, but didn't spend time to figure out why. After the roundtable discussion and church service, I went to work looking at the definition of the word to uncover what needed to be corrected and found that not only did I not like the definition of pride, which conveyed an egotistical personal sense attachment to unfolding events, but that the word didn't characterize what I had meant to say. So the lesson learned. In future, I'll be more careful with the words I use, and instead of misusing the word pride, proud, I will say how happy I am to see the good results of the work well done, and congratulations. Thank you, Plainfield, for giving me food for thought and helping me to correct what needs to be corrected. I am here because I want to be more effective in my understanding and practice of Christian science. I am so grateful for all the support provided by this church. And then South Dakota, there is much to be grateful for as I consider past experiences, and I am humbly grateful for my stronger awareness of God's presence in my life and all lives. Thank you, Plainfield, for your dedication to this science of the Christ, and thank you, Mary Baker Eddy, for discovering and founding Christian Science. My aunt brought Christian Science to an orphaned young lady who, in working her way through school, became Aunt Mary's household support for a time. Thus, Christian Science was introduced to a young girl who later became my mom. A significant early healing experience for Aunt Mary was one night when she was awakened with an awareness that she needed to pray for her paratrooper son. He was part of a wartime training exercise that was deemed so important that despite warnings, the commanding officers demanded the exercise take place, even though 
Um, there were problems of darkness and extreme wind conditions. Lionel's parachute failed to open, and given the situation, his comrades were tended to first, after which they were amazed to find Lionel, who was conscious, and that the only apparent injury was a broken leg. A day or so later, due to a swelling condition of the leg that had been placed in a cast, they removed the cast, so to redo it. But before that took place, they x-ray, an x-ray revealed that the break was entirely healed. Thank you, Plainfield, for revitalizing my commitment to this science and for the peace that is mine. I ponder God's nearness in my thought and, am, and have become more aware of his presence and power. And then Wisconsin. Um, I just wanted to share this hymn, 81, that I use often when watching for the innocent. I change the words me to them and mine to their for this prayer. And it is this. God is with them. Gently o'er them are his wings of mercy spread, all his way made plain before them, and his glory round me shed, round them shed, safely onward shall their pilgrim feet be led. And then I'd like to read, it's a little long but well worth it, um, is this testimony. Uh, it had been sent to me a while ago from Parthens in Colorado, and I think I shared it then, but Louise sent it to me again. Um, it was given in a 1996 association address of the students of Mark Engler, and it is this. And it goes along with the protection of the innocent, because right now there seems to be, with wars and other things going on, that we need to do this work and realize the power of Christian science to protect all. My family and I had been living in Rwanda for many years, since the beginning of the Civil War in 1990. A generalized insecurity reigned in the country. Not a day passed without, well, without one hearing that so-and-so had been killed with his family. Armed, group, armed groups entered homes raping the women and killing parents and children. This testimony gives no idea of the widespread genocide that took place. One day at 2 a.m., an armed group penetrated our home. When I awoke to see what was happening, I found myself face to face with men in the corridor. They were armed with guns and bayonets. I was armed with truth and love. As they showed me their weapons to menace me, a thought came to me like lightning and destroyed the fear which was attempting to evade my thought. Quote, love and life are indestructible and permanent. I am the idea of life, God, indestructible in life, permanent in being. There is one and one life only, the indiv indivis indivisible God, not two or more. This life, which is infinite, is the life of these so-called murderers, of my family and of myself. This life, being one, could not menace itself, kill, or assassinate itself. End quote. I knew that this truth covered the whole ground, neutralizing everything 
leaving nothing but love to act or react. They raised their weapons, but they did not shoot. They forced me into the bedroom where the whole family had taken refuge and forced us all to lie on our beds. As my eldest daughter started to cry, their chief cried out, cut off her head. Without leaving a moment's respite to this order emanating from mortal mind, I contradicted it mentally. You have no power to do that, following Mrs. Eddy's statement on page 151, quote, the human mind has no power to kill or to cure, and it has no control over God's man, end quote. I immediately identified the man thus. You are the perfect child of divine love. I mentally declared, because love is all power, human will has no strength nor power here now. There is no excitement or panic now. The law of love is present here controlling this situation and governing all and everyone immediately. It is thus. It has to be thus. The man with the bayonet lowered his gun. The child stopped crying. These men continued to appear very aggressive. Still lying down, I pondered the fact that divine love being omnipresent, rivalry, antagonism, the lack of unity, has no basis and no presence. Love is all, the presence there is. In the kingdom of love, all is harmony. There is no fear, no envy, no aggression, invasion, or menace. At that moment, they turned toward me. Why not first cut off the father's head? As one of the men lifted his bayonet to plant it into my neck, I vigorously protested and thought and identified myself in the following manner. Can you cut me, spirit, God, your real permanent life, the very source of your being? Mentally, I gave the order, stop. He immediately stopped the gesture. Every instance of this trial was precious for me. I did not allow myself the slightest mental distraction to view the problem from a material standpoint. I constantly maintained my thought to the real spiritual reality, listening to mind unfold its own ideas, which enabled me to work with absolute truths. I was really convinced that what seemed to be happening on the human scene was of little importance it was happening solely on the level of my consciousness and never outside my consciousness. The books were of no use to me at that moment. Only truths profoundly ingrained in my consciousness could help. After about 30 minutes of spiritual work, these men became very calm, as if they felt the love we, re we reflected. The chief called them into the living room, so they left our bedroom. This enabled me to affirm with still greater depth the absolute truths about the perfect man of God's creation and to deny all false claims contrary to love. I reduced to nothingness the false mental pretensions called hate, envy, anger, rivalry, cruelty, vandalism, pride, criminality, hostility, occultism, human will, mental manipulation, thought transfer. I realized that love is the only mentality of man, the only true consciousness. 
Being omnipotent, all that is unlike love is without power, without ability to act or to harm. Divine consciousness is infinite and all. Hence, there could be nowhere in the universe any other consciousness capable of manifest, manifesting anything contra, contrary to love. At this moment, the consciousness of each and every one was filled with love to the exclusion of everything else. When they returned to our room, these men were tro totally transformed. They had become new persons. Their language had totally changed, and they had become very friendly. They, starting, they started confessing to us crimes and murders they had committed. They stayed with us for two hours, and no one was harmed. We were all safe and sound. Later they, love, they left. Love had triumphed. But something else happened. A few neighbors who had seen the men enter our home in the middle of the night were expecting to discover by morning dead bodies they would have to bury. They could not understand how our family had come through this experience sound and safe, and especially how we could say, stay so calm. What is this kind of prayer that could save this family from the hands of these heartless killers, they asked. The following Sunday, our small living room, where we held our Christian science service, was packed. That is the power of Christian science. Lived. I'm so grateful for this, for this tremendous power that we have been given through the teachings of Mary Baker Eddy that can do such wondrous works. I'm grateful to be here tonight to hear those beautiful readings on how we have we have never have anything to fear in obeying God, as this was certainly proven in this testimony. I'm grateful, so grateful to be with you all tonight and have a good good evening. Thank you. Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Number 77. God is my strong salvation. What foe have I to fear? In darkness and temptation, my light, my help is near. Though hosts encamp around me, firm in the fight I stand. What terror can confound me? with God at my right hand, hymn number 77. <clears throat> 